up, mamas? It's Tanika Ray. I was a television host for 20 years before my entire life blew up when I had a baby. Shifting gears from red carpets to a gig called Mom required a whole new game plan. The carefree, globe-trotting boss babe me was suddenly in search of a mommy tribe to help me navigate the inevitable fumbles and fails of raising a kid. Mama Stay with Tanika Ray is a sanctuary for the mommy collective, where we amplify our self-love and self-care, trade tips on raising conscious kids, help each other fine-tune our boundaries, and celebrate the highs while forgiving ourselves for the lows in the wild, 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 wild world of mommying AF. Hey, mamas. Here we are. It is the last week in August. We are racing towards the school year. That is, of course, if your kids aren't already in school, which I've already discussed, that should be illegal, that kids are in school in August. I just cannot. But here we are, another school year upon us, and I thought it would be such a good idea to bring a mama to the mic you already know, a mama to the mic that you adore for her authenticity. She is a Grammy-nominated singer and MC. I first heard about her when there were a bunch of people in my comments saying, ooh, you look just like Moo Moo Fresh. Oh, are you and Moo Moo Fresh sisters? Ooh, you're twins. And I was like, who is this Moo Moo Fresh, you know? And y'all know it's super interesting when people say you look like someone because most of the time you're like, no, I don't. You're like, oh, thanks. And then you look at the picture of the person. You're like, I can't believe they think I look like them. Damn. And it feels like shade, to be honest. Or it just feels like somebody that wants to make a connection because I've been told I look like Jennifer Hudson. Now, Jennifer Hudson, I have a very similar skin tone. But other than that, maybe some some features, but I don't think we look alike. I've also been compared to, oh, and I love this one, Shaka Khan. Well, yeah, Shaka Khan and I have very similar styles, and I think it's more the energy with Shaka. But when it comes to Moo Moo Fresh, y'all, we are legit twins. We recognize it. We call each other sis. It is a done deal, and not just the way we look. I love her ideology. I love the way she thinks. I love the way she rocks through the world. I love how she is so disciplined and determined to raise her child devoid of generational trauma, devoid of toxicity, devoid of outside influences, because mama knows best. And every single second I got to Kiki with her was a pure pleasure. I adore this woman. You guys loved her in episode 14 here on Mama Stay with Tanika Ray. And if you haven't heard that episode yet, I encourage you to go listen to that one first and then come back and listen to this one filled with bonuses, filled with more jewels and deliciousness from the mind of the Grammy-nominated singer and MC thought leader. She is Native American and Black, and she honors both sides of her lineage. I am super proud to bring to the mic one more time my sis, my twin, my girl, and yours, Moo Fresh. I'm going to throw some questions at you. The greatest thing that my son taught me is... 
Hmm. Probably that um, emotional self-control. I think I, when I was younger, I had a lot less self-control than I have now. Emotional self-control. Yeah, being able to breathe through a thing mm. and, and, and respond in a way because I loved him so much, I did not want to harm him. Mm. So I had to get out of whatever I was feeling in that moment. It wasn't about how I was feeling. It was about how is he going to internalize this? So yeah, he, he taught me a lot of emotional maturity that I didn't have at first. I did not. I used to throw temper tantrums, you know, <laughs> and I really did. And it was funny because there was one time where we were both having a temper tantrum at the same time. And like, I looked at him, he looked at me and I'm like, stop me. He's looking like you stop me. He's a baby. He didn't say that, but I mean, <laughs> Ain't like, nobody coming to save us, bro. We gotta figure this out. <laughs> are, we, are we seriously both having temper tantrums? We're both crying. Ah, okay. <laughs> My daughter has checked me so indirectly checked me so mm-hmm. many times where I could feel the fire coming up my mm-hmm. neck. She makes mm-hmm. me so mad. Right. And you go, wow, she knows where my buttons are. <laughs> and the thing is, is that we can keep going like this, mm-hmm. but the only person that can change it, that has the bandwidth to change it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I gotta do the work. Mm-hmm. So I've now, Step back, like you said, take a moment. Mm-hmm. That taking a moment will save your life <laughs> or save their life. Right, right. And figuring out how they work, right? One thing I realized so my mom doesn't like when she tells my son to do something, he's supposed to do it right now, right? And I learned that he likes to have time to do it. So he likes for you to say, hey, babe, in 15 minutes, I would like for you to turn the TV off, clean up your room, take the trash out. Whereas my mom will say, hey, come upstairs right now. Go take yeah. the trash out, da, 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 da. Yeah. And it's like, it's like something in him that just won't, he's like, Ugh, right? And she'll immediately be like, oh, you disrespecting me? But I learned about him that he is compliant, but for whatever reason, he needs like some lead up time. And so I said, will it kill me to give him lead up time? Do I have to take it as disrespect that he needs lead up time? Ooh. I can choose to not feel disrespected in this moment. I can say, hey, look, I'm just going to tell you 15 minutes before I need it done in 15 minutes. And and he does it every time I give him the lead up. And I was like, what is that? He really, it's something about that lead up time. He just, cause if he you don't give him the lead up time, he's not like, he'll do it, but he's going to be late and he's going to do it begrudgingly. He want to add it to and, and now we're, who are you? Who are you looking at like that? Who are you? You know, <laughs> because within that 15 minutes, he's in control, right? He gets that right. agency. <laughs> no, but right, that's so right. funny. You said that because we used to butt heads. I mean, we used to, this is what, five months ago, not mm-hmm, even, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. butt heads over. I said, and I'm like, do this exactly like your mom. And mm-hmm. then I realized, get this, she's seven. She didn't know what the hell time was, Moo Moo Fresh. Right, 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 right. It took me months to realize 15 minutes and 20 minutes and an the hour. Same thing. <laughs> All the same thing. Right. I bought blocks all over the house, things to help her tell time <laughs> so we can get over that hump. But that's mommying, right? Yeah. You think they are there and then you're like, oh, I got to teach every single step along. That's so important. The steps, not skipping the steps. And I, I learned that through homeschooling him because I'm thinking like, why can't you get this? I'm, Hello? 
And it's like, oh, wait, because there are three steps in between and you forgot that you had to learn too. And so they have to learn the steps. And once you do that, then it's like, it's so much easier. It's so much easier. The chick did in no time. Moo Moo Fresh. Right. That saved my whole life. It just... It, we the yeah. amount of times we fought over that it's unbelievable, and now she's like, "Oh, five minutes or ten? And I'm like, "Yes!" Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> I love that. Okay, your best mommy hack is <laughs> my best mommy hack is making him think it was his idea. Ooh, that's I a feel good like one. it works with with all men. <laughs> that's a good uh, one. <laughs> yeah, and doing something that he wants to do. But like, so getting done what I need to get done, but in a way that he wants to do it is easier for him and is less stress for me. And he feels like, oh yeah, this is my thing. Yeah, I, I came up with this. Is yeah, brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> he likes to be in control, and and he's competitive. So I also like sometimes set up competitions for things that I need him to get done. <laughs> Ooh, that's good, especially for kids that want to win. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> Okay, I'm adding that to my list. Right. Okay. When you were pregnant, why didn't they tell you that? Oh my God. (laughs) It would be the most painful experience of life. No, no, no. And that the placenta feels like a second baby. That part. Oh my God, it's terrible. I I remember telling my nurse, right? Because I had to be sewn. Me too, girl, me too. And my son's father was my first relationship and uh I said I didn't know how to get to use it good and now it's broken <laughs> thank god they sewed you did they sew you up a little tighter because I had that request I was like can you just do it a little tighter oh I didn't know about this I don't even know what they did I, I know I was like in and out of consciousness I had lost so much blood I was just like I was like this is like insane I can't believe like god <laughs> why is this what you came up with to get us here. Unbelievable. <laughs> I remember they were like, oh, you could take a break. I was like, for what? I got a head down there. I just pushed. I ripped myself. I didn't care. I'm ready oh, for this man. to be over. Oh, okay? it was, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't. In- you can't prepare a person for it. You cannot prepare. There's no preparation. No, but we're, we're all warriors for being able to get through it. I have to say. I did feel like that. I stood up after. I did. I fell down too, but I stood up after because I just felt like, yeah, I did this. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know, did you do a traditional hospital or was it a doula? I feel like you had a doula, but you probably didn't. I did have a doula. I had, I had a hypnobirthing doula. Mm-hmm. I had a midwife. The only thing is that the birthing center was closed on Thursdays. And, and that's my baby- <laughs> Was born on a Thursday. Lie. So we ended up being having to go to the hospital, which was fine because like my mom kind of like shut everybody down. Was like, hey, listen, we're having a traditional birth here. Well, traditional meaning like indigenous. And so we don't want any of your drugs. We don't want you pushing any of your, you know, (laughs) peddling any of your (laughs) pharmaceuticals here. We won't be using that. We're going to be natural or whatever. So I remember at one point, like the, she kept coming back in and saying, you sure you don't want an epidural? You sure don't want an epidural? And my mom locked her out. She locked the nurse out of the room, like, for hours. She would not let her come back in. She she was knocking. She said, we have this. Go away. Okay, wait, hold on, hold on. 
Was there a small voice inside of you after feeling that pain that was like maybe an epidural won't be so? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. That was like because I decided I was gonna do it natural, and then after like ten hours, I was like, you know what? I don't have nothing to prove to (laughs) y'all. You know, because I think on some level, I wanted to show my mom that I was like, my mom had four kids natural. I want to show like, I can do this. And I was like, you know what, mommy? (laughs) I don't have to prove nothing to you. Okay. (laughs) But I think the hypnobirthing really helped, like, you know, hypnotizing me. I did like the water and then my mom had had a big powwow drum and they're drumming and they're singing and praying. It was really beautiful. It really was. And the the drumming, something about that pulse, like it kind of just, you know, kept me going for a while. And I think right at the point that I was like, I told my hypnobirthing coach, shut up. (laughs) Do not whisper in my ear anymore. I don't want to hear anything you have to say. Okay. And I was like, call the doctor in here. I want a shot of anything that they have. It's like, I'm 16 hours in now. And I was like, we did not talk about 16 hours, guys. (laughs) We did not discuss this. And so the doctor comes in. I'm just like, everybody leave me alone. Okay. I want whatever they got. And so she says, well, the baby's head is crowning. It doesn't make sense to do it now. Oh. I was like, really? I was like, all right, come, come on, grab me. Let's go. <laughs> Let's just get it out. <laughs> get him out of me. No. So I almost was like, look, whatever y'all got, give it to me. You can just knock me unconscious for all you want with a with a bat. I don't even care at this point. I just want this pain gone. I just can't believe they're closed on Thursday and that's the day you get. I just can't. <laughs> like, I would have been like, what in the, y'all better get your butts down here. But right. <laughs> really community. Mm. I have always needed community is the most important part of mommy and I don't think single parenting is ever supposed to happen (laughs) and not just even not even dual parenting. I think parenting is supposed to happen within a community of people, aunties and uncles and grandparents and cousins. And it's supposed to be a communal vibe. When I'm with some of my friends, my Nigerian friends and friends from the islands and I see that communal, that's how it's supposed to be. We were not supposed to be doing this thing by ourselves, even with two people. It's just insane. You know, and it puts so much strain on our relationships. So, yeah, community is is key. You live where you grew up. So you have a lot of family around. You have a lot of chosen family around. Yes. <laughs> I have. Yeah, I have a lot of people around. That's yeah. important. And I think a lot of people, even if they have the family, they don't understand to utilize it. Right. Because in this society this very paternal society. It's like mom and dad, that's all you're right. We get pressured into that, that that should be enough. And it's, it's just, I agree with you a hundred percent. It's not. I think you do have to select your village too. One of the hardest, hardest things sometimes about your blood family is when they don't respect how you want to parent, <laughs> you know, I've had to be very selective about, cause you have to respect, like, don't give my son pork when he's at your house. I don't care how you feel. Like he, he, he can't have bacon, you know, or like if I leave him with you, when I come back, he shouldn't be with your boyfriend. I don't even know your boyfriend. Like this, that can't happen. We got to respect each other's boundaries here. Like who is this guy? That's you know, very so, important. That's very yeah, important. There are definitely people who I'm like, you know, they're like, leave the baby over here. And then you come back. And the baby has like red 40 all over their lips. Okay. Not red 40. <laughs> he won't be here anymore. You won't be seeing him. It's funny We're- because we we definitely have raised our kids very similarly. Like <laughs> no meat, no, no candy, no soda, 
Like I don't even do juices. My baby is a no water juice. Baby. Oh my god, juice for me have given him juice when he was small. Like it rotted all his teeth out. I couldn't understand because he wasn't doing any candy, but it was just the juice. juice. And so, like, I don't buy juice anymore, and it, it saves a ton of money because water right. goes slowly. <laughs> I mean, we, we buy water at an alkaline store. I mean, we go. My baby is obsessed with what. So it's it's so true what you give them. And when I see little kids and, and their parents are giving them lollipop, I'm like, oh, God, like that's a little bit of abuse to me. <laughs> a little bit. Well, it, it is because later on they have to break those habits. You know, there are a lot of things I'm so appreciative that my mom never introduced me to. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of habits I didn't I didn't have to break. You know, she always cooked home cooked meals, all natural, organic or gre- ingredients. I mean, it didn't matter what ghetto we was living in, we was going to shop organic. <laughs> we could be all the way in the hood and we was going to have some organic produce up in there. Wow. You know, And I, I just appreciate that about my mom. She just, she was really, really on top of the diet piece. And not just that, like what we digested in terms of entertainment. Like for years, we didn't have a television in the house. For years. Oh yeah. We used to, I used to call one of my girlfriends and we would listen to the TV over the phone. <laughs> I remember like, tell me what they doing. <laughs> who, who said that? Punky Brewster? <laughs> What's your oh, saying? <laughs> so wait, your house was filled with music, right? Yep. If not yeah, we, television. Yeah. Art supplies and instruments and toys or stuff to do jump ropes, like pottery, bead work, but for years no television. And and you like, like people, when my dad would try to like buy us a TV, like, why are you abusing those kids and not let them have a TV? Like, she would not let a TV in the house. She, your mom is obviously very evolved. She gets it. And now I, who grew up on TV, like obsessed with tell that was my whole world as like a little lonely introvert, extroverted introvert. I loved it. And now I look at it and I'm like, it's all programming. It's dangerous it's so dangerous we don't watch the news here i don't need to hear your opinion and pump fear into my baby we oh my god exactly exactly yeah. i think when you don't watch a lot of tv it makes you really sensitive to a lot of like like i can't watch horror stuff violence and stuff I, me neither like my, my son he he likes he likes some of that sci-fi stuff like he likes roller coasters he's a thrill seeker i'm not a thrill seeker he already knows like oh mommy can't take that <laughs> okay like sci-fi like the matrix i like the matrix yeah i just don't like a lot of like gory bloody no, bias. i can't take it it's like i'll have nightmares i'll be all sad about these people's lives as if they're real it's <laughs> you, you don't even understand i was the kid i remember the first screen i saw the first 10 Ooh, minutes yeah, that- and I haven't seen anything horror-based. I was like, why? Why are we doing this, y'all? Where are you getting out of this gore and this horror and the blood? What? It's stressful. It's very stressful, my nervous system. <laughs> it's, it's numbing people's senses. Like, yeah. that's why we kind of are where we are. Let's be honest. Is yeah. that people are so desensitized. It's true. It really is. To what's really not is. okay. Mm-hmm. No, Liz, I tell my son the same thing. I'm like, really be, because it's, it's, it's more difficult now with kids to say, hey, I'm not going to put a TV in the house, right? Because he doesn't even watch a lot of TV, but he has a cell phone. So it's like, you know, they're in a different generation. So they were scrolling on TikTok and I'm always telling him like, be mindful of what you allow into your mind. You think that you're like, oh, it's fine. I can deal with it. But you're being influenced whether you know it or not, you know, and like 
your skin is porous, your mind, your, you know, is porous. Like your subconscious is porous. It's just, it's just like anything that you're eating. Your energy field is accepting other yeah. energy at all So time. if you, if you've been scrolling, you know, for an hour and you're feeling lethargic or sad, or you're, you're feeling like your self-esteem, you, you don't feel confident or stop and take inventory of that. What have I been letting into me that's causing me to feel bad about myself and, and stop it. I mean, I do the same, the same thing. Yeah. And even sometimes my son will tell me, I'll be like, he's like, what's wrong? <laughs> it's me pouting. I'm like, oh, something on Instagram just like really kind of bothered me. <laughs> he's like, well, mom, that's enough Instagram for you for the day. <laughs> you need to put that down, okay? Like you tell me, you need to get off Instagram. They will always come back with your words, <laughs> your lessons. It's so real. Mommy, you don't even know those people. Why are you, <laughs> why are you upset? Over Girl, you don't, you, you got to stop caring. I don't care about <laughs> nobody's business unless it's positive, mm-hmm. unless it illuminates my spirit. Yeah. I could care less. They're postcards for look at me, look at me, right? So this was like right around the Grammys and I submitted a bunch of songs. I was like, oh yeah, I'm getting this. I done wrote all my affirmations. I'm getting this this year. It ain't getting nothing. And I said, you know, so I was like a little bit, he said, mommy, you sad about not being nominated this year for a Grammy? I said, yes. (laughs) Um, You know, so I scrolled a little bit and I just said, I'm happy for y'all. Let me get off of here so I can go home to myself. Let me go put on on my Wayne Dyer (laughs) And focus my energy someplace else. Ooh, that takes me to my next. And I'm, I know I have had you for an hour and a half. I could talk to you forever. But Listen, I, it doesn't even feel like an hour and a half. I've loved talking to you. It's, it's just, just wonderful. such a gift, my sis. You said Wayne Dyer. So if you had to pick three, three books to get mommies in the space of understanding self, love of self, spirituality, mm-hmm. all of that, what would those books be? Definitely. I, I love the book. Um, you'll you'll believe it when you know you'll see it when you believe it by Wayne Dyer. Mm-hmm. I love The Alchemist. Yes. Had my son read it twice. <laughs> the first time he's a little too young and I think he couldn't appreciate it. And the second time he's like, oh, my God, this book is amazing. I was like, I know I've been trying to tell you your whole life. <laughs> uh, but um, it was so many teachable moments there. Like, oh, man, it's so much good material that he and I, my son and I can discuss. And, you know, recently. I have been reading this book about boundaries. What is it called? Setting boundaries and hold on. I have it on Audible too. Well, and, I know I was going to ask you, when do you have time to sit and read a book? So I have a, I have a bookshelf full with a, a lot of books. I have several bookshelves and I have ones in my room. And part of my, I don't do it often, but I'm supposed to. I write on my wall <laughs> in the morning. You're going to spend 15 minutes reading uh, an inspirational book. And then Wouldn't you're going to do it. Wouldn't that be great? It doesn't really always happen that way. But thank but God for Audible. It feels like we cheated. <laughs> it's called, okay, Set Boundaries and Find Peace. Who's that by? By uh, Nedra Glover Tawab. I hope I'm saying her name right. It's been really, really interesting. Like, I've really been enjoying it. And it's like, as I'm learning things and my son talks to me about things that he's dealing with in his friend circle, it's like, I'm able to kind of like, hey, maybe you can implement this, you know? And uh, 
it's been really cool seeing, you know, just how we're both working on ourselves and our, and our friend groups at the same time is really kind of dope. So we're always kind of a work in progress. I mean, that's yeah. people who are like, I'm grown. It's like you, we can never stop thinking we're learning and we're growing. Like, that's just not the way it works. And just, I think just being a Pisces, like that boundary setting is super important. I feel like <laughs> that's like one of our life lessons is being able to set boundaries with people and say no and, and make time space for yourself. And even like something she said that I had never thought about is that someone oversharing with you is a boundary violation. Oh. And I had never thought, I was like, huh. And then I had, so as I was pondering, like, is that a boundary violation? Someone called me and I wasn't really able to, had, didn't really have the time to talk. And I, I told him I didn't because it was like a lot. I think I was at the dentist and they began to tell me like a really intense, deep story that I wanted to give the time and attention to because it's like something traumatic happened. But yeah. I did tell you I was, you know, at Busy. the doctor's office. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe that's what they meant. I was like, that does feel a little, I feel a little violated now because I feel like a jerk because I, I can't give you what I would like to give you. So now I feel like a jerk, but I did tell you I couldn't give it to you and you kept going. No, I agree with that. I, I think that that's really spot on. Because if you're busy and you've told them you're busy mm-hmm. and they're forcing you to put your attention on them, mm-hmm. even though it's legit and it's traumatic and you feel for them, it still forces you to come out of what you're doing Yeah, to then put your attention on them and their trauma. Yeah. In order to not be a bad friend. But and, and I had never thought about it like that. I was like, huh. Mm. And so they, there's like a list of things you can say. I'm sorry. Thank you very much for your time. I'd like to give you the time, but I don't have it right now. And I understand you're going through something and my heart is with you. I'll give you a call back in my earliest convenience. Is that the language that she, she, as opposed to me just staying on the line, like making my doctor wait, like we've all done this. Feeling stuck and trapped. Like get me off this phone. I love that you have a whole speech. Sometimes it's just, (laughs) Oh, you know what? I'm not available right now. I'll call you later. Because setting those boundaries is love. I bet you she says that in the book. It is yes, love. Yes, yes. Ooh, I'm adding that. I'm adding. I'm so excited to add that. Okay. <laughs> okay. I have one more question. And this is about your son. Okay. You're raising a black son in America, age 15. What do you tell him about navigating this world that keeps him confident, that keeps him feeling strong, so that fear isn't at the forefront? I'm glad you said that, that fear is not at the forefront because I think that is really important, right? So if we believe that we are the masters of our destiny, that our thoughts are powerful, that we're creating our reality, then it's important that we don't push our fear on our kids. Yes, we live in a violent society and it is dangerous. I do think you can call energy to yourself, right? And so for him, you know, I keep it 1000 with him about everything, but I'm also kind of like, I even told him one time because I felt like I was so afraid about him taking a particular route back home from school, but I didn't want to stop him from going to a place he wanted to go that I felt like was, you know, was a great place for him and some other young boys. I felt like it was going to be a, you know, a good time and good community, a good circle to be around. And I said, you know, I love you. And sometimes I'm afraid for you, but I don't want you to allow my fear to cripple you because you have to grow. You got to have your own experiences. And when I was your age, I was all over the city. You know, the city's not more violent now than it was then. I want you to be smart, though. 
you know, and we, we go over, keep your head on the swivel. Don't be looking at your phone when you get off the train, know where you're going before you get there. And I tell them, cover yourself with light. See it in your mind. Surround your body in light. The angels have their covering. And I'm always praying for you. I'm always praying that, and I'm visualizing that the angels covering your left and your right and your front and your back. And you need to walk like that. Don't spend time looking around, seeing what people are doing. You know where you're going to go when you get off the train. Get off there and walk straight. Don't even be seen. You know, because on, on the, the mystic side of my family, you know, we believe in dancing between the raindrops. We believe that You don't have to be seen if you don't want to be seen, but that's a different level of consciousness, right? We're talking about something different. You might tell somebody something that they say, what the hell are you saying? I'm saying that my people are shapeshifters. You know, I believe, I believe in that. I believe in the power of thought. And so keep your thoughts pure, keep your mind pure, keep your heart pure, you know, focus on what you're doing and see yourself there. Right. When you find yourself in a situation that you don't want to be at, see yourself on the, in the end result and don't let no doubt come into your mind. And that's how you that's how you move through time and space. I can't give you the the fear spill of if this happens, call the cops or if that happens, put your hands up or that's what it is in that in that reality, in that realm and that those situations. But I'm going to try to talk to you before that ever happens. Like what I'm going to talk to you about is going to be before that ever happens, you know. And, you know, I think a mother's prayers are powerful. My mother still prays for me. She keeps my picture on her altar. She prays over my picture. She prays when I'm traveling. She covers me. And I know it. I know I've been in situations in different countries by myself where anything could have happened to me. And, you know, as my grandmother would say, God had a ram in the bush. (laughs) And, you know, because I grew up Muslim, right? I don't know. But I know all of my church phrases from my grandmother. She said, God will have a ram in the bush, won't he? And I've had it. Like I've had guys try to kidnap me in a van. What? Yes, I've been. Yes. And a car pulled up in front of the van and said, I'm I'm your cousin's friend from such and such Dunbar High School. Get in the car. Never seen this man. Don't know where he came from. But God was watching me. You know what I'm saying? And so those are the moments where I just got to know, like, I'm covered. I'm covered. And I got to see it that way. I got to walk with that covering. You know what I mean? Like they had plans for me, but God had other plans. And so I tell my son the same thing. Like, that's why we stay prayed up. You know, that's why we're visualizing. You're seeing things. And not to say that we can't get into crazy situations. Sometimes they happen. But I don't know. I just, I feel like a mother's prayers is powerful. You do everything that you can do. I'm going to do everything that I can do. And if it's outside of our power, <laughs> ain't nothing we can do no how. There's nothing like can do. There's and, nothing you can do. Uh, it is what it is. But um, I, I just don't want to teach him to walk in fear. I don't want him to have no fear. I don't want him to fear the police. I don't want him to fear no white men. I don't want I don't want you to walk with that. I want you to walk in your kingship, you know, walk in the light, surround yourself and with light. That That's what I tell him. Yes. Oh, I felt that. You're a preacher. <laughs> you call somebody with a ram in a bush. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but it sounds powerful. <laughs> Oh, I, man. I, didn't, I didn't grow up Christian. I know okay. that. I just, we didn't grow up with anything, which mm-hmm. is very rare, black in America. Yeah, yeah. So I was able to find my own religion in the Wayne Dyers and the Marianne Williams, Deepak Chopra's and the, you know, Alchemist and the Celestine Prophecies. That's my. Yes. Oh, Celestine Prophecies. I love that one. No, that's a yes. book, girl. Yes, I forgot about that one. I know. And I feel so blessed that I have, Ooh, that God has been on my side to take me to it here. So I have a grand understanding of the world and I'm always learning. 
but it wasn't, it wasn't ever through a particular doctrine that, that may, may not work mm-hmm. for me today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want everybody yeah. to like figure it out for themselves. It seems like you fuse, you've learned from so yeah. many different, <laughs> I did. but, but, I but did. isn't that the truth though, that there is only one God we can mm-hmm. cu- cultures call it different by different names. Yeah. They have different stories that are all kind of the same, but if we can get closer to like one God, I think we'd be a much better off as a society. Now I got to ask my mother what that means. Like, what is the story behind a ram in a bush? I, just, I know people who listen to this who are like a really Christian. They probably like, oh my God, I don't know what that means. But I just knew that the way my grandmother used it just mean that, you know, when you least expect it, God is going to pull a, a ram out of a hat. <laughs> you know, it was, it was like safe. that. Yeah. But now I got to ask my mother. She's going to laugh at me when I ask her. Mommy, <laughs> what is the ram that's in the bush? <laughs> and where did that ram come from? Uh, yeah. But won't he do it? Won't <laughs> he do it? Always. Always. That's so funny. <laughs> it's, it's such an, it's such a blessing talking to you. And, I, and now I know like we really are connected. Like, yes. Okay. So I like my guests at the end to say Wusa or they can do Mama Stay or Wusa Mama Stay. Wusa Mama Stay. Nothing's more perfect <laughs> than that. I love you, sis. Have a beautiful love new you. year. Thank you, you so much. Today. Happy New Thank Year. You. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. She's so bomb. I swear, I'm convinced I bring together the dopest moms on the planet. They are women that I wish I could have brunches with every Sunday. I just adore them. Thank you so much, Moo Moo Fresh. Thank you for just being so real about everything and always just saying it like it is and always holding it down for your baby boy, who is actually not a baby. He's a full 15 years old, but our babies are always going to be our babies. Thank you so much. This August, what I do know about podcasts in the short 10 months that I've been doing this is that August is a month of vacation. You know, I just came back from New York City and had the best time with my mini. It's not a time when we're in our regular routine. So I wanted to give you guys a month filled with bonuses of moms you already knew. If you check out any of the pods in August, as you know, we brought back Ananda. We brought back Mumu Fresh, as you know. We brought back, oh God, am I really having mommy brain right now? Well, anyway, you guys know who we brought. You guys can check it out. We are on episode 44. I'm just excited. We've been doing this year round. We haven't taken any breaks and I don't really see any breaks coming up because the slate of moms that I have been collecting over this summer, honey, you don't want to miss not one mama coming up in September, October, November, because we keeping it rolling. Much love to you guys. I hope you had a beautiful and safe summer as we sort of concentrate on this year coming up, this new school year. I want to make sure that not only we as the moms and the parents set our intentions for what we want our kids to learn and how we want them to expand, 
but do it together with your children. Spend some time asking your kids, what do you plan on elevating this year? What do you, what subject do you want to put a little bit more focus on? What grades are you hoping to achieve in the next coming year? What subject shoot do you need mommy to help you with a little bit more? Is there some outside help? And more importantly, what extracurricular activities are we going to try in the new coming school year? Our kids are young. Let them experiment. You know, my daughter gets really stuck on dance and performance. And I'm like, girl, take a sewing class. Maybe we can do art, you know, art club or math club. Just change it up. You never know what you're going to love. And as much as my eight-year-old thinks she knows everything and tells me, I'm not going to like that. Nine times out of 10, if I can convince her to try it, she loves it. So Remind your kids that they have the space and they have the time to experiment, to learn something new. And that goes for us too, mamas. You know, I'm trying to do different things than I've always done and maybe do different workouts and maybe make phone calls. I'm not a phone call girl, but I've decided instead of just texting everybody, I want to get back to sitting on the phone, maybe having a 10-minute conversation with a girlfriend. You know, switch it up because... We can't keep asking our kids to do something that we're not willing to model. So I know very clearly with my daughter that I can't say to her, drink more water if I'm not drinking water, or let's get active if I'm not being active. We have this delusion that we can just like order our kids to be better, do better, expand when we're not being their role models. It's It's got to be team effort. So I encourage us to move into this new school year with that in mind. I want to send you off maybe every day before they go to school, have them declare their affirmations out loud. Maybe breakfast, affirmations, brush their teeth, off to school. There are ways that we can all just do better. Much love. Thank you to Jenny Media for rocking with me. And soon, all these Mama Stay with Tanika Ray episodes will be up on YouTube. Oh, y'all know it is a chore and a half, but that's what we're, we're working on. I love you all. We will see you next week. Peace. Thanks for hanging out, Mama. I know how little time we have in our day to honor ourselves, and I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. Make sure you click like, rate, and subscribe. I'd love to hear what you think about today's show and what you want to hear going forward. Remember, mommying is a gift, and you're doing a kick-ass job. So, woosah, and mama stay. Mama stay.